3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hello, Run Disney family, and welcome to the 2024 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Three, two, one, go! And you're listening to the Rise and Run Podcast. Well, that was fun. Who are those crazy kids anyway? We'll hear more from them in just a little bit. Friends, welcome to episode 119 of the Rise and Run podcast. Look around. We've made it. It's race weekend. This is exciting. I'm Bob, and I'm here to talk about it with John. Hey, how you doing? With Greg. Happy New Year. With Alicia. Hello. With Lexi. Hello. With Allie. Hi, friends. And with Jack. What up? <laughs> hey, my friends. Happy New Year. All right, guys. Gosh, this is the weekend we've been waiting for. What do we got tonight? We got a couple of special guests, folks that you have probably already heard from today, earlier on. Our friends, the Run Disney race announcers, are with us this episode. We appreciate them sharing their time. Think that's going to be a fun one. My friends, if you enjoy the podcast, please share us with your friends. Introduce them to the Rise and Run family. You've been doing a good job of that. Keep it up. The crowd keeps growing. We are so excited about seeing as many of you as we can in the next couple of days that I just, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. Look, please remember to follow us on Facebook at Rise and Run Podcast, on Instagram, Rise and Run Pod. Check out that YouTube channel that Jack's doing such a wonderful job with. Aww. And our webpage at riseandrunpodcast.com. And since I'm talking about how Jack does a great job, John does a wonderful job on the webpage also. If you got a question, you got a comment, a race report, you want to introduce an upcoming episode, please call us 727 266 2344. Leave us a recorded message. Uh, a couple of our friends have been doing that recently, and we appreciate it. Friends of Rise and Run Podcast, sponsored by our good pals at Magic Bound Travel. Hey, if you're enjoying your accommodations and you work through Magic Bound, which I know I did, I hope you're having a great time, and I hope that they were able to help you out. We're looking forward to seeing. Uh, I, I forget who's here on the weekend, but I know a bunch of the folks from Magic Bound Travel are here. Uh, MagicBoundTravel.com is the website. Check them out. Now, friends, let me explain something to you. If we sound a little disjointed here, and if you're looking around wondering how we can be there where you are and still be on the podcast, we're recording this one early. So if we're sometimes not so sure if we chuckled a little bit when Greg said Happy New Year and we're still, <laughs> it's still not Christmas. 
yeah, we're doing the best we can. But that's the only way we could get this one out for race weekend was to record it out of sequence. So we'll do the best we can. With that said, let us do as we always do and take a look at that training schedule. If you're running marathon weekend, your training schedule is live right now. You're in the middle of it. So enjoy all that hard work you did. Now is the time to enjoy all that effort. But we can look. Disneyland now, the race is one week away. So jealous of everybody. Yeah. We are in training week 15, and you've got a four-mile run just kind of easing in to your race at Disneyland. Greg, it's wonderful. I don't know if I'm jealous, but I, I am... I'm hoping to live vicariously through some folks who tell us how how much fun they had, and I hope I hope our friends Jack and Lexi have a great time out there. I, I was going to say I, I'm still trying to figure out a way how I can shove myself into one of their carry-ons or something like that. So, so Jack, I know I know you've trialed yes, this I yourself. So you know, once you figure it out, let, let, let me know. I will, okay? You know, I think there is some kind of like you know just. What's it called when you're trying to make yourself the small contortionist? There you go. We'll work on contortion, okay, Greg? <laughs> Let's look at the more training. Princess Weekend. Princess Weekend now. We are in training week 11 for Princess Weekend. Princess Weekend now seven weeks away. You have a four-mile run with a magic mile for Princess Weekend. And for springtime surprise, we are into training week three. That's right. We're in the training week three for the last event of the Run Disney season as we sit here at Marathon Weekend at Disney World. Training week three, your long run on the weekend is three miles. Proof of time for springtime surprise is due soon. So if you're running springtime surprise and you've got a POT and haven't submitted it, take a look at that and make sure that you get it in. Don't miss out if you've got one. Friends, since this technically is our first episode of the new year, let's take a little look ahead amongst the Rise and Run gang here. And let me ask you, my friends, what are some of your goals for year 2024. Alicia, why don't you kick us off? Sure. So I have a lot of goals for 2024, but I thought of three right off the top of my head. Um, so my first one is that I want to rock the marathon, which for me, that just means finish and um, have minimal pain and um, just do well. Um, and then I would like to continue to grow my run coaching business and I would like to get faster and potentially have a PR for the springtime surprise 10 miler. So there you those go. are my running goals. Yeah. I think those are good goals. I especially like that marathon goal of rocking the yes. marathon, meaning finishing. I like that. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Greg, how about you? I think for me, you know, I'd have to go back and listen to last year around this time when we talked about goals as well. But I think, Two of my main focuses is that I want to get faster, but not necessarily faster in general. I I, I want to keep it relative to um, like specific distances, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
like I would love to be able to get a new 10k PR mm-hmm. and get it fast enough that it could be used for a POT because I know just the, the way that my body c- composition is and, and where my paces are at currently and everything like that. I know that getting a sub two hour and 15 minute half marathon is just going to be really, really difficult for me. But I feel like if I could get around an hour or a sub one hour 10K, um, that would be a huge goal for me. And I think that would put me in, even though they don't advertise like, oh, this is the time that you need for a 10K to submit for a POT, at least gets you in the ballpark, you know, with that amount of time. Yeah. it's like 63 or 64 minutes, Greg, something like that. Yeah, so probably if if that's the working theory, I need to shave maybe two to three minutes off of that um, from my PR time that I set a couple of years ago. So I, I would love to look forward to that. And then I do have grand aspirations in terms of what I want to do for Marathon Week in 2025. Um, still need to lock those down, though. But I would love to be able to get a marathon. Yeah, PR. you will. Um, I love because that. I think that based on my experience a couple of weeks ago at Frosty Looper, I learned some things about myself that I think that could be a very realistic goal for me. Um, the thing is, is that with with the four marathons that I have under my belt, two of them are at Disney. One was a unique ultra type situation. And the third that was, you know, I guess like the most conventional marathon I ever ran, I got poured yeah. on yeah. for 23 miles. Yeah. So obviously, you know, I, not, I have a very unique marathon story. So, um, not ideal, Greg, not ideal. Yeah. So, so th- that's it. What in terms of racing, but then also just in general, continue to get healthy over 2023. I was very happy with myself. I lost about, um, 40 pounds on this yeah. health journey that I've, I'm on. I want to continue to do that. And then the other thing too, I know we talked a lot of, about this with Kristen Devin a few weeks ago. Um, I just also physically want to get stronger as well too. I, I really need to do a focus as much as I love my running and I'm very committed to my running. I need to get as equally committed to strength training as well. Too. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I know that's a little bit of everything all over the place, but, but those are my goals for uh, 2024. But Jack, how, how about you? What, what are your goals? I'm kind of right there with you. There's some things that I really want to focus on and you nailed it with one of them for me. Um, I really, really, really want to focus on strength training. That's a huge thing for me this coming year. And especially if I want to be like, um, like you, Alicia, and be like a run coach, I want to be able to, my goal is to hopefully have a run coach business maybe in two years, year, I don't know, but I would like to be able to have it where it's like running and then cross training, whether it's strength training or yoga. And then I would have like a stretching uh, gravity yoga sessions as well to help with um, prevent injury. I love that. Thank you. That's Thank very you. cool. Yeah. So I've had a lot of business ideas. So I definitely want to focus on learning strength training and getting my um, NASM certification, which is um, if I want to work in gyms. Another thing I would like to try and goal wise is um, – I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but I've been having a lot of digestive issues and it just 
continually feels like it's getting worse. So I got health insurance again. So hopefully I can get that all figured out. Oh, that's good. My goal is is to do my first ever 100 mile solo ultra marathon. It will be the Daytona 100. And the second goal that I didn't say in it was that I want to do a sub uh, 24 hour uh, 100 miler. Okay. Which means that based yeah. off of what Adam said, you need to keep your miles between 14 and a half minutes, which means your running mile needs to be an average of 12 minutes um, per mile. So the 14 and a half encompasses you being at the aid stations. So to allow for breaks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. Understand that. I think, I think I could do, Adam says I could do it. And Dean says, yeah. I think, I think you can I think too. Can. I appreciate that. So, no, it's ambitious, but I think you yeah. can. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my times for the relay itself weren't bad. So I feel like I know I can do it if I just put in the time and effort. Um, but yeah, that oh, one more, one more. I want to get my first running stone so I can submit to UTMB at the end of next year. Okay. Yeah. We, we will look forward All the goals, to that. You guys. <laughs> That's cool, Jack. That's cool. Here's my hat trick here for my goals. Okay. Uh, first one, like everyone else says, stronger and healthier. And I think it's working on the core because I think that's where I I lack because, you know, that's, it's not the uh, beauty muscles, you know, not the beach muscles, you know, <laughs> so it's like getting stronger, getting healthier. And the other one is this weekend, I'm hopefully going to have my drink crossing the finish line. Amen, brother. Way to go. Have you thought about what drink you you might get? Uh, It's going to be uh, a margarita, hopefully. Okay. Okay. Don't know what flavor yet, but whatever I can get get quickly. Yeah, that's that's true. Let's let's do a flight. Yeah, right? just okay. like knock them down. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. No, we're talking margaritas though. You can get the one that's frozen with all three different flavors. Ooh, it's gonna cool your insides down. That's what it's for. <laughs> all right, Jack. The one that's frozen with the the three different flavors is that the Neil Patrick Harris one. What is that? So I remember the one time. Actually, I think I was with you, Bob. Um, we went to Chosa de Margarita. And we we were looking at the flavors, and I swore there was one on the menu oh, that was specifically so. crafted by Neil Patrick Harris himself. No, I think you're right. I don't remember mm. specifics, but that sounds very familiar, Greg. Okay, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like I would have heard this. He's always involved. NPH uh, is always involved at Christmas and the Christmas processional, and I and I think. Yeah, I think it was something like that, Greg. I just don't remember the details. Well, well, John, if you get that one, you'll have to try it to let us know and see if it's legend. I hope you're not lactose intolerant <laughs> because the second half of that is dairy. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm looking at it right now. The Black Magic Margarita. That's it. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Good job, John. Yeah, so that's, that's it. it so I, it sounds dangerous. Neil Patrick Harris did yeah. this? I thought he was like a PG it, kind of person. Like, you know what I mean? He's not like, dangerous. Oh, no. He, he's really big into magic. He's got like a whole like, like magic, magic and like illusion uh, newsletter and stuff like that. Yeah. He's really into that oh, kind yeah. of stuff. And, and uh, PG for Neil Patrick Harris? I don't oh, know wait, about that's that. That's right. Because he was on How I Met Your Mother and that one movie Gone Girl. Okay. I take that back. He's like a PG-13. <laughs> watch. No. Watch uh, Harold and Kumar. Forget about oh, it. Oh, yes. You're right uh-huh. about that. That was yeah. ages ago. 
Oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Goals for 24. I'm going to try and get younger in 24. I don't know how that's going to work, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, the last three years have been years of recovery. The goal for this race weekend, once I was able to start training for it again, was to, you know, finish upright, smile on my face, that kind of deal. And I think we're going to knock that out. But going forward into 24, I am hopeful that I can regain some of the paces that I had back in 2020. I don't know. I don't know how likely that is, but I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. I, I used to be able to get uh, proof of times for all the races and I'm hoping I'm able to do that again. So after we're done this weekend, once everything goes well, and I'm really, I'm really excited about it and hopeful that it will. Uh, it's time to start working on picking up the paces again. So we'll see how that goes. Specific goals, like I said, would like to make it back to a proof of time. Don't know if that's realistic or not, but that's what I'm going to work for. And no specific races. Would like to make it out to Disneyland for that Halloween race. That would be fun. That would be fun. I yeah. wish I can go. Yeah. Well, that'd be fun. Uh, I don't, right now, I do not plan to register for Dopey 25. Really? I'll be there. I'll be there. But I, I right now, I will have done four. And for next year, I think I may let Dopey go. But we'll see. I never know. I change my mind all the time. <laughs> so, so, all right, friends. We got, some, we got some goals. We can play this back 12 months from now and see how we did. I know. <laughs> All right, my friends, you know them, you love them. In fact, if you're listening to us while you're standing in the corrals, they're right up there in front of you. This gets very confusing. You can be listening to the race announcers, and we're going to be speaking with your run Disney race announcers. Race weekend, friends. Gosh, glad you're here. It's exciting. You know, so many things go into making Run Disney special. You do, for sure, but maybe nothing as much as our friends who are here with us tonight. And that is a good chunk of the Run Disney race announcing crew. They're familiar to all of you. Let me please introduce Tracy. Hello. Riley. Hi. Hi, everybody. And John. Hey, everybody. Friends, it's it's great to see you. I love talking with you guys. Love seeing you at Disney. You do. To me, you are the spirit of this race. I've told this story before, but I'm old. I'm allowed to repeat myself. <laughs> when uh, when uh, we came out of the pandemic and I headed into that first 5K at Wine and Dine and things weren't like they usually are. And it was, the weather was kind of nasty and I wasn't that excited. And I heard, actually, the first person I heard was Carissa and John was there. And I kind of went, ah, I'm home. This is great. So thanks for spending some time with us, especially this close to the holiday. I know your time's valuable. We appreciate it. Tracy, I'd like to start with you since John and Riley have spent some time with us before. Let's just get a little bit of background. When did you join this crew and how'd you get started? Um, I, I don't remember. 
<laughs> okay, moving on. Next question. No, go ahead. No, I, I joined like kind of like one-off races. I think it was like 2015 maybe. Um, but it was like one race here, one race there. I started just at the um, at, at ESPN Wild World Sports by the, um, at the dugout and just like cheering people on. And then slowly, you know, worked my way up and officially like with a contract, it's been since 2019, but of course, okay. half of that went away right very quickly. Yeah. And we lost a good chunk in uh, 21. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fun. What's good? How, so you just, like you said, you just worked your way up from, you started ESPN and now you're, you're part of the crew it's, and it's great to see you every race. Thank you. Yeah. Wait, so I'm curious, did Disney come out to you and and was like, hey, would you want to start cheering for for the Run Disney races? Or how did that all work? How did that even come about? Yeah, um, Jack's looking for a job. <laughs> hey, Run Disney. So, a, a very dear um, fellow actor friend of mine, Carol Saragusa, shout out to her, um, messaged me and said that Disney was looking for ES for sports hosts for ESPN. And specifically Spanish-speaking sports host. And obviously I speak Spanish because I'm Asian. Um, <laughs> so I went to the audition. Of course. <laughs> lucky me, I get to the audition and the entertainment stage manager um, was somebody I had worked with at my first job at Disney, which was at Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It back in 2000. <gasps> I love that. Oh, yeah, right. So our entertainment stage manager was one of the writers for Millionaire. So I walked in and then our show director... Um, wow, I can't think of names. I'm, I'm in the middle of a shoot right now. So my brain is a little messed up. Um, John Phelan. John Phelan. Um, he was the show director for Millionaire as well. So I literally walked in, I just started talking to them and they're like, okay, well, here's the deal with ESPN. Here's how much you get paid, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do I have to audition? And they're like, oh yeah, you should. So um, <laughs> I'd worked with them for years. And then, so I just started working at ESPN doing like, um, announcing for what is it called um like um opening ceremonies and whatnot for sports and then um award ceremonies and that's when I met Riley and I actually give kudos to Riley because I believe that Riley said some good words about me to the Run Disney team and then that's how it happened Thank well, you, you, and Riley. I, you and I well you're welcome and it was obviously well earned and well deserved but you and I when you and I first started working together, yeah, it was at Champion Stadium. I would do video hits for the for the big race, uh, for the half marathon or the marathon. And then I would come over to ESPN Wide World of Sports and you and I would both sit in the home dugout while we had uh, one high school band over, you know, uh, on the third baseline, another high, high school band right above us. And in the rare times where they weren't playing, you know, we would talk and try and encourage. But for the most part, we were just introducing the bands back and forth. It was a great time. Because the bands in that stadium, you could tell that the you know the the runners, the athletes were really stoked by that. Because otherwise, I think ESPN Wide World of Sports is what probably your least favorite part of the courses. I always hear that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it blows hot and cold. Now that it's been gone for three or four years, I start reading about people wanting it to come back, and that's going to be the way. Speaking of that kind of thing, anything new for? And I'll throw this open to everyone. Anything new for the race announcers this season or this? race weekend? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing that everybody saw was that all of the races are going to be starting from the same place. 
that mm-hmm. uh, it, it, not going to be back out on Epcot uh, Center Drive. And I mean, that. Yeah, right. I, 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 let me let me start with the fact that logistically for all the folks that we work with, the people who really do do the hard work, the, the techs who have to build and you know take things down, put them up and at a moment's notice, this makes it much, much easier because they had to essentially tear that entire stage down the night, the morning after the start of the half and then build it, build it again after the parks closed the night before the full. So it, it was a real pain. Um, I will say I enjoyed my time out there and it, I'm nostalgic to be, you know, to be on a closed road in the middle of the morning in a road that you generally see a lot of cars. It's very busy. It, it had a really cool feel to it, but I think uh, logistically it's just going to be a lot easier uh, doing everything from the same place. Um, and uh, I, 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 most of what I've seen is people are, kind of excited about it. I know there'll be a, a few people who are like, oh, I really liked it out there, but I think it's going to be good. Well, also, if a bus arrives late or gets lost, it's a little quicker to the start line. I know that happened the first year I ran a marathon and doing that mile and a half as you're stressed out, <laughs> making it to the crowds. Was yeah, a I'm not going to miss that walk out, Allie. You're right. Yeah, I agree with that. That'll be that'll be an improvement, I think. And And I'm an optimist. I think it's going to work out just fine. Yeah, we'll be curious to see if there's enough room, you know, or how they're going to structure the corrals and all that kind of stuff, because I know that was a concern at the uh, Wine and Dine. And I know Corral E, there was a lot of talk about how Corral E thought that they were uh, cut off. And obviously, we'll probably have, you know, what, a few corrals beyond E for the uh, for the big race, for the main race. So speaking of Marathon Weekend, I'm curious what you are looking most forward to um, during the next weekend. Let's start with you, Pelkey. I mean, it's really the same thing every weekend is how much we, we laugh uh, when we're out there. It's it's just such a fun thing. And, you know, Riley and I have been working together in shows for nearly 30 years at this point. And we've been in bands together and worked in sh- shows, plays, uh, independent films. And, stuff. and now he lives, uh, he, he, he got the hell out of Florida. And, you know, golf clap. All right, I'm going to give you that one. Good for you. And, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So we, we, we have a whole we have a whole long weekend of talking about the Kennedy assassination, uh, the latest Rolling Stones <laughs> album, movies, binge watch, you know, the, yeah, exactly. All, all of that stuff. So, so that's it. It's just it's just a fun it's a fun and exhausting weekend. And I, I said this, um, I think, on uh, Carissa in my podcast, three to one, go to the podcast uh, Please listen and rate. I've us. heard of it. Uh, I've uh, heard of it. Yeah. That y- y- the one of the, uh, a race weekend for a race announcer. The way I see it is that that great Jim Balvano speech about how to live your life at the V Foundation. About you know every day you should uh, you should spend some time in thought. You should have your emotions move to tears. You should laugh, and that weekend just covers it. I mean, it is it is a to, to quote the great late Levon Helm, and I am playing only to Riley at this point in this in this podcast. Uh, it's I love an adult. It. I love it. It's an adult portion of life uh, that weekend for us because you're exhausted. There are moments where you're frustrated, but in the end, when you know when that when it's that Sunday night and you're back at home or in back in the hotel room, um, and it's all over, there is that little bit of melancholy that was, gosh, you know, we should live at that height all the time, and uh, or I don't know, man, my age could do that because I'm like old and stuff, but. <laughs> For me, I'm super excited because this is actually my very first full marathon weekend. Ooh, okay, I've done oh, awesome. Race here and there, but this is my first year doing it. And I'm also excited because I'm not working my day job, which means I can just sleep after. <laughs> <laughs> ah, sleep. 
Because usually I'm like, I'll do like the 5K and then I, I go straight to work. Um, so, Ooh, so for wow. me, that'll be fun. And I'm, I'm kind of nervous about marathon day because I've never worked that long of a day. Well, it is long. Other- yeah. It's but, fun though. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, oh I yeah. love it. I love the finish line. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, but I'm a little nervous. I'm like, is my voice going to hold up that long? You know? Will John and I fight by one o'clock? I don't know. <laughs> you got it easy because we have a, a tremendous amount. We have a grid now. We actually are allowed to take breaks, scheduled breaks. Ah. Back in the day, you were just out there the entire time. And that was exhausting. But we did it. It's hard to take breaks, though, because you want to be there. You don't want to leave a lot of times. And you have all your friends who are running and you want to be there when they cross. So as much as you have scheduled breaks, you're like, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's hard. I like the state for management that I enjoy the breaks. For management, if anyone who manages this, I do enjoy the breaks. We, it used to be I don't know ego. If they listen, Sean. It used to be ego because we were all like, I don't need a break. <laughs> what Tracy said is real about, you, you know, you, you don't want to miss, especially if you've talked to people, you know, you, you want to see the end of their story. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But to John's point, we also feel an obligation to each other that, you know, if one person stays out there the whole time, then you're kind of making everybody else look bad who's trying to take a break, you know? So we don't want to have to unionize. I got you. John, management doesn't listen to us. They listen to 321Go, the podcast. Oh, God, I hope not. I actually got called out for something I said there by management, so I I, I better be careful. No, you didn't. Not in a bad way. I told them that uh, I work a basketball tournament every um, every Thanksgiving weekend um, at the college basketball tournament. It's one of my favorite gigs. But Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and I really never get to have a Thanksgiving. 2020, uh, one, one of the good things about it was I actually had a regular Thanksgiving. And that Thursday, the, they packed the games together as close as possible so that the kids aren't there for as long, the teams and the, and the fans, you know, they want to get to Thanksgiving. Uh, but that robs me of literally any opportunity to get anything to eat. And I mentioned that they used to give us a turkey. Uh, they used to give us turkey at, at the uh, the press place where I eat. And now it had become uh, Asian chicken wraps, which are delicious, but not turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and not the, the last, same, right? La- last couple of years, I haven't gotten to eat at all. And I mentioned that, uh, that like this year I had a Nutri-Grain bar and a handful of cashews. That was my Thanksgiving. And uh, one of our managers out there who's just absolutely wonderful and I love her, she just came up to me and just grabbed me by the lapels and she said, blasphemy, and had like all these plans <laughs> to feed me. And I was like, no, I'm just telling people what my day is like. So I, they, I think they only, she said she was only listening because Riley was on that uh, episode. So <laughs> is her name begin with a G? Of course it does. It does. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, we love, we love her. We love her. So we know John and Riley's answer to this question, but Tracy, I'm wondering, have you ever had the chance to run any of the run Disney races or would you like to? I have run many run Disney races. Oh, many, many, many. Um, I don't remember what year I started. It, I think it was the second, second or third princess. I've done nine halves at Disney. <gasps> wow. Outstanding. Oh, wow. I don't know how many 10Ks and how many 5Ks. I've done two coast-to-coasts. And what's actually interesting is my last Disney race was Star Wars, the first Star Wars race. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I, I will admit, I am not, I'm the complete opposite of Carissa. I, am, I don't train well. I'm, I party a little too hard. Um, I don't take care of myself as well. And I remember the Star Wars half, I was like at mile six and I'm like, why am I doing this? This is painful. <laughs> and 
that was the last race I did. And lucky me, I got hired the, the season after. And what's so funny is for years I would run and I would look at Chris. I'd never met her. And I was like, how do you get that job? I want that job. That seems like such a fun job. And cool. I got that job. And here you are. What hey, a cool story. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Princess, Princess, I, th- I think it was 2011 or 12 was my first princess. And I that was my first half. And I love that race more than anything. So the Star Wars race, I would say, is a little harder. That half was harder because it's so much hotter. It was in April. So hot. It's so and humid. I remember <laughs> this is a funny story actually. We were running whatever that street is going to Animal Kingdom and then it loops back around the same road and I had only been doing um some of the race at, at that point I had done maybe two or three ra- um worked two or three races. And I remember going and uh, telling my girlfriend I'm like I don't want to finish this. I don't care. Like let's just get swept or let's go hot and go the other way and skip whatever four miles and just finish. And I'm like, I don't care about my time. I don't care about that. I just want to finish. And some lady heard me and she goes, oh, I know who you are. You better not do that. And I'm like, how do they know who I am? Yeah. And then but I didn't cut and I finished. And my time was like right under four hours for a half. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. Oh, well, who cares? I just, since you ran the races before and you knew all of the announcers through, you know, work and stuff like that, but you also don't realize necessarily, but you guys are our best friends, even though you don't know who we all are, but we know who you are and you're like in our ears for hours before the races. So like we consider you family. So I'm sure that person was like, you know, big sistering you being like, you better not do that. Oh, <laughs> I'll tattle on mom. Like angry mom, like, <laughs> yeah. don't you tail on me. Right. But, but <laughs> yeah. I finished and I never did it again. Yeah. I'd love to again. We'll, see. we'll see one of these. But, you know, I'd rather work it than run it. <laughs> Let's be honest. Are you guys all going to the Disneyland races? Just Carissa. What? That's a crime. It'd be fun to have all of you guys, though. Oh, that's so sad. They do a whole, and John, obviously, you can speak to this too. They hold, they do a whole different. Their approach to to run Disney is completely different than what happens at Disney World. Oh, interesting. Know, uh, Carissa, you know, wow. we'll go on Thursday. We'll have our costume fitting. We'll have a read through of the scripts, um, and then that's pretty much it. And then we go out there, and it's you know, it's improv and it's bullet points, and you know, and we love that. We thrive on that. I think out in uh, Anaheim, it's much more scripted. I know, John. Uh, uh, didn't Carissa mention that she has like an eight hour rehearsal? Yeah, they, she loves it. She loves the eight hour rehearsal. She loves yeah. taking part in it. But yeah, they wow. have like an eight hour rehearsal for her. Yeah. So it's very different. They didn't, uh, did they at least invite you guys and you guys like, nah, man. Or no. That's so crazy. They only taken one run Disney announcer. Hey, let's, let's see if they're uh, listening. We're not allowed to make eye contact with anybody <laughs> from West Coast run Disney. <laughs> it came down in the memo. In a memo. They had the races there before. They had their own announcers. Yeah, California. Oh. I figured this out. But like they had the the same announcers every at least the two years I ran. It was the same announcers, and and Carissa was there, obviously. But so hopefully those people are back. We don't know. Yeah, West Coast crew. That does make some sense. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so you ran the half marathon in Disneyland, correct? Yes, I did that in the Tinkerbell half. So is the Course pretty much the same as the one that you ran. 
Do you still I go to the stadium? I have not looked at it. I'm sorry. But yes, I, I remember running through Angel Stadium. And that to me was just precious because I'm a huge baseball fan. So I was like, oh my God. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. This one does not go through the stadium. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it goes oh. around it or near it, but doesn't go through it. Yeah. I will say Disneyland's vibe is a lot different because there's not a lot of park to run through. Yeah. So a lot of it is outside. Um, so, but there's so much community involvement. Like I remember they had a whole, I don't know, I would say two, three miles of just classic cars. And I'm not a car person, that, but that was still really cool. And then so many bands, like high school bands and whatnot. And honestly, the thing I love the most about California, the weather is so wonderful compared to here or to in Orlando. So I, when I did Disneyland, it was in Labor Day weekend, I believe. And it was I was training in the summer in Florida. And the year I did it, they said it was record heat for um, Anaheim, yet I was like, this feels like air conditioning. Whereas people in California were like, oh my God, it's so hot. I'm like, this is <laughs> people. It was heaven. So that that makes it, I just found it so much easier to run over there. If you guys could design your own dream race weekend, what would the themes be? <laughs> mine, mine would be, uh, would be all, it would be adventure movies. So it'd be 20,000 20, Leagues, Swiss Family Robinson. You know, what, what, what's another great Disney adventure? movie oh right now you know, rescuers escape oh here you go i, I would theme the entire weekend uh, around the david hartman 1970s walt disney uh, vehicle when buena vista pictures was really struggling uh island at the top of the world the entire weekend would be based on a very obscure 1970s <laughs> disney movie island at the top of the world which involved a balloon a kind of a, a dirigible and there were killer whales and magical Vikings. And did I mention David Hartman, who at the same time, was, I think he was right on the cusp of hosting Good Morning America. Yeah, but it was yeah, pre-GMA, David Hartman. Wow. It was wow. before the dude sold out. <laughs> Good one, right, Ryan. Good one. That, that is Good quite one. a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what the medals would be like. They would all be made out of, uh, you know, walrus tusks. <laughs> Automatically, it's the theme. Fake, fake, yeah. fake. Walrus tusks. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. They're better real, go with fake. Not real. We don't want PETA here. Yeah, right. Think, yeah. Card carrying member. Yeah. So you really don't want me here. Clearly. All right. I would say, uh, uh, Riley. As much as I would like to theme an entire Apple Dumpling Gang uh, race weekend, which I think uh, with you is every Tim Conway character ever in uh, that. Oh, uh, I like that. If I if I were doing yeah, it, I would remember, just... you have to dress in these costumes too. So that's important <laughs> for you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. But I would I would do the Disney that I remembered as a kid. So it would be uh the 5K would be 40s, the 10K would be 50s, the uh, half marathon would be 60s and 70s. Sadly, and good luck with that one, would uh probably the tougher of all of them, but that would be the uh that would be the full marathon. So there would be, you know. The, the original rescuers maybe and uh the apple dumpling mm -hmm. gang so cool. escape from witch mountain i would love to be dressed mm -hmm. just dress me as ray Maland from escape from witch mountain and whichever person actually guesses who i am you get an hour shaved go. off your time because nice. <laughs> from escape from witch mountain <laughs> I, I can't wait for our listeners to hear this episode 
and then try to search these titles on Disney Plus. And then all of a sudden, the people out in Burbank are going to be like, man, there's a massive increase in the Apple Bottom Gang. We got to reboot Apple Bottom Gang. We need a live action remake of Island at the Top of the World. Chief, yeah. sorry, it was already a live action movie. <laughs> because this is what it's like. This is what it's like. an animated version of Island at the Top Pic- of the World. Pixar That's could it. do it, yeah. Yes. In the trailer, these guys are just talking about stuff that I just do not comprehend. And it's like <laughs> three in the morning. And I'm like, what? Stop. I appreciate <laughs> it. Why aren't they doing animated versions of former live action movies? Where is 20,000 Leagues Under the oh. Sea, the Pixar animated version? Come on, people. Old Yeller. Yeah. They- Oh, I'm on. not gonna lie. I just looked up which Disney movies were in the 70s, Black and Hole. you've got Black Hole. oh yeah, that's one of them. Yeah, um, unidentified flying oddball. Yeah, I don't know Escape that one. From Mitch Mountain. <laughs> Mitch Mountain, sure. Um, you've got the Biscuit Eater. Oh, the Biscuit Eater. Yeah, it's one of their. Uh, what like, about Gus? Dog. Gus dog is one of them. Ooh, Gus. Um, and then. Uh, the Aristocats was in the oh I know that 70s. one that's wow okay my the favorite Many Adventures of Winnie and the Pooh was in the seventies <gasps> the original Rescuers man a cool themed race would be so no, cute right. was, was that sixties Bedknobs and Broomsticks probably sixties uh, yeah. Bedknobs yeah. and Broomsticks no, it was in the seventies yeah it was okay. in the seventies I love that movie I I can't get out of my head. Mike can't get out of my head the the race that's themed Old Yeller and what like the last part of the entertainment is like the <gasps> like mile mile twenty four gets really dark oh. and I don't know that that <laughs> I feel like, gonna, I feel like it gonna, should fork and like one route would be the really dark ending and then one route is your parents turned it off before it oh. happened and that's what my parents did <laughs> I don't know if anyone else's did but they were like. Okay, we're gonna shut this movie down. Also, I it's never a saw choose the, your own adventure. I never saw the second half of Sound of Music, so I had no idea there were Nazis in that movie. I just, <laughs> I just thought they sang in the hills, and that was it. <laughs> Old Yeller is the first film I can remember my father taking me to when it came out, and he he uh, before we went in, he told me. Says, yeah, yeah, yeah. He prepared you. Spoiler alert! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see a race that is um, themed on like the rides, like, yes. like you know, like when they did the Tower of Terror 10K. Like I love, like or you know, do one day that's just all Magic Kingdom rides, past ones that are gone, and you know, the next day Epcot rides or whatever. I think that would be really cool. That's cool. Love that. Right. Rides in days gone by. Oh, that would be cool. I could see that happening. One of the springtime surprises. Who knows? I'm going to take credit for that if it does happen. You got it. It's recorded right here. You got proof. Yeah, there you go. There's proof. <laughs> well, speaking of favorites, let, let's go to a different side of this question. Is there a particular race distance or race weekend? I mean, I, Grant, I know right now we're all down there for Marathon Weekend, but is is there a specific weekend or a specific race that you all specifically enjoy announcing? And if so, why? And Riley, why don't we start with you? No, I mean, there's really no. I mean, the, it all blends together for me. You know, in other words, I can't be that specific about the, the length of the race. That doesn't that doesn't really matter to me. Um, I just enjoy the entire weekend. And uh, the one thing I'll say is that, you know, that that first morning, uh, I enjoy shaking the rust off a little bit. I'm, I always surprise myself. 
and I'm surprised, pleasantly surprised by everybody else's performance that we all just, you know, I mean, it's just, we, we, we don't see each other that often, you know, for months on end. And then you get together that first time and it just bang, it clicks and it's right there all over again. I love that. So I can't really say that there's a, a, a distance or again, you know, wine and dine is my favorite just because there's just such a, it's the first race of the season. Everybody's so glad to see each other. It's such a party. There's so many great costumes. Uh, but every weekend is, is just a blast. I know that's not a, a you know, a, Fun answer. That's fair. I think no, it's, it's totally answer, justifiable. Yeah. Absolutely. Tracy, how about you? For me, it's Princess because it was my first race. And I'm just, you know, a total girl power kind of person. And I and I, I finished that race the first time with three of my girlfriends who had run a few races before. So and they slowed down for me. And I love watching like a bunch of girls together finishing together and like cheering each other on. I just like the the female camaraderie. It's it's a big deal to me. So mm-hmm. I love that. Fellas, if you're if if you're listening, don't don't tune it out. Last year was the first time I ran Princess. Princess was the last of the Disney races that I ran. I enjoyed it very much. It was great. So I appreciate everything you said, Tracy, and it's there, and I agree a hundred percent. But no, guys, don't turn it out. It's a good it's a good race. All right, John, round us out here. Yeah, I would go with Princess for a different reason, and I love them all. I mean, every weekend is a lot of fun, but I will go with Princess for this reason. You know, wine and dine, you're jumping back in again, and there's always that, to Riley's point, there's that trepidation. I've got to ramp up again for this because it is, you know, it's just a weird thing to put your body through uh, for a few days. Uh, Marathon weekend is great, but that last day is a killer. It can be a killer. Luckily, we've uh, mitigated that to a little bit. By Princess, usually the weather cooperates more than any of the other races because it's, you know, uh, we could throw springtime out just for the, the possibility of how hot it can be. Um, so Princess usually uh, usually co- cooperates, and I kind of feel like we're a little a well-oiled machine then. So uh, I enjoy them all, but I'll just incrementally give a little little extra to Princess. Follow-up to that question. So we kind of know what you like for your race weekends now as far as like what's your favorite to announce. But I want to know, you know, they you get dressed up every single race. And I'm wondering, which is your favorite race that you've ever done in terms of your favorite costume or your favorite theme of the race? I know my favorite costume of any of the announcers of all time was Tracy when you were Tafiti. That was such a great costume. And I was like blown away when I walked. I think I couldn't speak. I was like just pointed and was like, this awesome. And then just like you were like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> but I thought that was my favorite. But what's your favorite? <laughs> I would say that one, that one cre- creatively it was my favorite. Um, but again, again, I keep going back to Princess. I'm such a girl. But I love Princess because I get to look cute every day. <laughs> yeah, that's the fair. Other times, okay, whatever. But Princess, they, they always make, you know, put us in a princess outfit. And I just love that. And I get to be girly. You know, it's better than being a, what was that time I complained about my outfit? I was a goat. You're going to have to narrow <laughs> that one down. You're going to have to narrow that down, Tracy, that time you complained about your <laughs> costume. You got to help me out there. Oh. With that. <laughs> it was the half. It was the half last year for Marathon Weekend. I remember. Oh, I, I remember. only worked the half. What was the theme that you were a goat? It was, so they brought me in last minute. It was a very last minute call. Like I found out a week before if I could do just the start line. And um, Carolina, who is another race host, was dressed as Esmeralda. And she okay. looked stunning. <laughs> and then I get to the, I didn't have a costume fitting or anything. And I showed up and they give me this 
giant sweatshirt and this hat with ears. And they're like, you're oh, no. St. Jolly, who's Esmeralda's goat. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to be a goat. <laughs> He's and just pointing I, at Carolina being like, but she gets to be I was like, this but beautiful she's so pretty. <laughs> and she had this beautiful wig. And I'm like, aw. And then I remember going out to the start line and I could see myself on the monitors. And I just looked like a giant marshmallow. Oh, I was like, oh you were an incredibly cute goat. I can picture I can picture the costume person going, oh, we got a last minute sub. What, well, there's a goat outfit over there. We can use that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they give me crap now because now everyone's like, we have to make sure Trace is cute or she's going to whine about it. <laughs> it's a series of emails. There's a series of emails going around about, you know, is this going to be cute enough for Tracy? Uh, I mean, I am grateful for the job and will wear everything. But when the rest, when the other girls are looking adorable and I'm a goat, it's sad. <laughs> what about you, John? Um, well, and I can't remember what the character was, but they gave me a onesie, uh, last season and it was the, I, I could just put it on like that. Easy. It was the quickest because yeah. sometimes, because sometimes you, you know, you, you've got like a stormtrooper costume and it's 30 pieces and there are belts <laughs> and things that don't fit. So that was good. But I would say my favorite, uh, for a couple of reasons is we did a 10 K for, with, I believe brave as the, um, as the theme and I got to wear a kilt and I never oh, got to wear a nice. kilt before. And it was also the race where uh, Weston Galloway asked Carissa to marry him. And I was in on that. And uh, so there's some really great pictures of me in a kilt and in a very lovely moment. So that that was my favorite was uh, was wearing the kilt. And I'd like to see more onesies because it just makes for an easier morning. What about you, Riley? Uh, I was Sam Eagle one year. I forget the race. I forget the year. But I was Sam Eagle. And the costume was great. And there were several other Sam Eagles that, you know, had to get pictures with me. It was awesome. But yeah, that was my favorite by far was Sam Eagle. Wouldn't a Muppets theme race be like oh. pretty awesome to do too? I can't yes. imagine. Like I can't yes. wait to see yes. your costumes in this. So if friend Disney's listening, we want a Muppet themed race. No, 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 Ali, Ali, we, we 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 don't we don't need them to listen. We just need John, Tracy, and Riley to sneak us into <laughs> one of their meetings, and then we'll just start <laughs> dropping hints left and right like nobody's business. Yeah. We are not involved in any meeting like that. All those decisions are made long before we even show up. But it has to be for the half marathon, though. That way it could be like the grand finale, the grand three-hour finale. Yeah, but mostly three. America. Yeah. We don't even know what we're wearing to like the day before the 5K. Or yeah, two days that's what I've heard, yeah. Oh, so it's like a surprise every single time. And they do such a great job. Our wardrobe people are the best. They do such a great job. If you see us in hats or headgear, uh, there's somebody in that department now who's hand painting all that stuff. I mean, they just do a, a fantastic job. My wife who does events is an actress and does events and people will see her out on the course as Sarge and a number of other things. She uh, often <gasps> is doing, she's often doing an event uh, somewhere a week or two weeks or so before the race. And the costume people will tell her what we're wearing and she'll know. And she's like, do you want to know? And I really don't. I really don't want to know until that day that I get there. It's part of the fun. It's That's cool. Yeah. That's so cute. So do you guys get to see each other before race morning or, okay. So you get into costume and you just kind of come out of the dress. I just imagine this like montage, like it's like the eighties and everybody's like goes into a dressing room. You come out and like reveal what you are. <laughs> and wearing for the day not exactly what happens oh, except yeah. for the whole dressing room part it's the yeah. it's, there's a public <laughs> bathroom across there and 
You now, two stand Mark behind this always, screen. Our director <laughs> always puts on a brown-eyed girl, and then we just put on a bunch of different hats and giggle. That's what I imagine, yeah. Wow. It's, it's very much I was going to go with the one and only. I was going to go with the one and only by uh, Chesney Hawks from Doc Hollywood for the song, Riles. But all right, black eye, brown-eyed girl. I, uh, that's cool. I'll go with that, too. I think there was a Julia Roberts movie where she's putting on a bunch of different outfits and giggling and brown-eyed girls playing in the background. And that movie was Island at the Top of the World. Oh. <laughs> Riley, it's not a visual. Riley just dropped his mic. You can't see that. so It's not a visual. If I had a nickel. <laughs> Riley's a good physical comedian, though. I'll give him that, Riles. You, you, yeah, you can pull some stuff off. So. Yeah. Um, do you guys ever get stumped for something to say? Or is someone ever flabbergasted you with some like one of the interviews that you've done like what do you do on the improv sense whenever you all of a sudden go blank have you met these guys these guys don't stop talking. <laughs> that's true that's good that's good number one number two i love the fact that there was a, a pause there where nobody had anything to say before you jumped in tracy that was that was perfect also but uh, uh, I'll say this, yeah. that uh, depending, obviously, you know, uh, with Tracy and I out in the crowd and out in the corrals, uh, there's much more of a chance for that type of yeah. moment to happen. Um, and whether it's something that's really, really, you know, sad or harrowing uh, or something that's very, very funny. Uh, the thing that's the best about this group of people is if one of us, you know, is in the middle. Again, I, I told the story, uh, I think, on, on your podcast, John. Uh, about the woman, one of the first times that we featured someone who had just a really heartbreaking story. And the woman was so upset and she basically collapsed in my arms after she told her story. And so I'm searching for a way to segue out of that. But you don't need to because John and Carissa or Tracy are right there to pick that up. In other words, there's such a great, you know, improv sense, but also a shorthand between the four of us because we've known each other for so long on stage and off stage that we can literally tell, see, hear, you know, that, hey, let's help him or her out with this. So there's never been a time, thankfully, knock on wood and all caveats and qualifiers, where I think any of us were left, you know, stumped or silent or anything like that or flabbergasted simply because we know that there are three other people that are going to come right in there and support you no matter what's going on, whether it's happy or sad. I feel like I feel like I've seen Tracy flabbergasted once on Princess Weekend when there's those dudes that dress in like tutus but don't wear Can shirts. You me? <laughs> See, I was gonna bring up the same guys, but reference that to John and John the and Riley guys, because right? they always are in, impressed with the you know the fact that they have all the makeup on their bodies, but then they also want to know how to get that body as well too. Thomas and Adam, the tutu guys. They're yes. Great. I think in, in all my years of life, that was the only time I've ever been completely speechless. <laughs> and at first I was like, I'm going to be in so much trouble. But I mean, come on, you got to admire the hard work and dedication they've put into their. Physique. I do. Yeah, you're right. And I was quite impressed. With yeah, not, not, not every distance runner spends that much time on arm and chest day that those guys do because they, <laughs> man, but those guys are so great. I mean, uh, I don't know if you follow them. If you follow them on social media, they're always raising money for great causes. They're always preaching uh, in inclusivity. Um, and when you brought up the, uh, the princess and talking about guys don't stay away from the princess, those two guys and many others of their ilk come out and they they take part in it from a standpoint of uh, of support of, you know, I think I think was it in Frozen or Frozen 2? 
when the boyfriend shows up, Christoph, is that his name? Yeah, right? Shows up and said, I'm, I'm here to help. Now I'm here to take over, you know what I mean? But I'm, I'm here to support you and what you need to do. And those guys embody that. They're always out there supporting the ladies. That's awesome. Well, in that same vein, I do want to ask you guys a question about some of the stories that you've heard. So especially where, you know, um, Riley and Tracy, you are kind of um, the person on the street sort of talking to the people as they come through. Um, but John, you also hear a lot of these stories as well, too, being like one of the stage announcers. Are there any stories that you can share with us of people that have affected you, um, you know, or just people that you love to see each time or anybody who kind of sticks out? It's interesting because I think Riley and I have such a different experience being in the corrals because I'm more in the front corrals and Riley's more in the back. So in the front corrals, you see a lot of the same people. Um, which is kind of fun, but they're also, I don't get as many of the gut wrenching stories because, you know, they're all elite at, well, not elite, but you know what I mean? They're really crazy athletes. But what was cool with the athletes with disabilities, I've gotten to know so many people over there and I know they changed it last year. I don't necessarily understand how the change was, but they would be writing Corral A, but on the side. And I've gotten to know so many people there and they've talked to me about their disabilities and why they're doing what they're doing and how their guides help them. And that stuff is great. And I've, I've made such amazing friends over there with those guys. Um, but it's, it's also fascinating and kind of makes me feel bad about myself because I'm like, you're here with whatever issue disability you have and you're doing a race. And I'm like, I don't remember the last time I ran three miles and these people are still out there going every day. And they're, you know, and there was this lady, gosh, I forget her name, but it was her and her two daughters and she was like, I wasn't supposed to be alive. And she had cancer and she was supposed to like, she had like a year to live or something. And then like five years later, here she is and she's running every race. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? So it's so inspiring. And you you have to remember everyone out there does have a story, whether it's just proving to themselves that they can do it or not, or, you know, overcoming something amazing. And it's such a a, a blessing, I guess, to be able to be a part of that, you know, and it also reminds me of how lazy I am, which is terrible. And well, I, I don't really know should. about that. But. I love that too, because like when I go into the corrals, I look at these, you know, sometimes, you know, 10,000 people. And I think about that, like every single person in this corral has something that they're overcoming, something they're dealing with, something they're doing that makes this a big deal for them. And I like to like soak that in because it's just amazing, especially at the Run Disney races. And you guys highlight that, the fact that you go around to each person and talk to them. It really inspires me um, to just do a good job. And then also it makes me feel connected. That's why we call it the Run Disney family. Because, you know, every single person out there has something going on. And every single race we deal with people, you know, hear their stories you know, cancer survivors are running in the memory of, you know, uh, of somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's every single race. So that's why I think John and Carissa do such a great job of always reminding all the athletes that, you know, be kind to each other out, out there, look for, look out for each other out there. I know the course gets narrow. I know the course gets boring at times, you know, human nature is human nature, but that person running next to you that just elbowed you or pushed you by accident, you know, God only knows what they're carrying with them. So I think we all need to give that extra thought. And I think that the Run Disney family does a great job of that for the most part, of looking out for each other. Oh, I couldn't mm -hmm. agree more, Ronnie. Couldn't agree more. 
Yeah, and it's remarkable because of the most individual of the sports you can have. You talk about, you know, you don't, uh, to go out and run any distance, you, you really, you don't even need a pair of shoes. Hello, Kenyan runners. Uh, you, you, just, you just need to get yourself up off the couch and go and run. And uh, even the most individual of sports, but it, it, you really do seem to have the largest support group um, of, of, of any really participatory sport. You know, it, it's, it, it is remarkable. And, and I spent a good deal of time in the corrals, too, uh, before I was promoted to stage. And just to Riley's point, all they I wish I had a better memory for it. But all the people overcoming medical issues, uh, obviously, I think this time, Riles, I, if Correct me if I'm wrong, you know, someone who'd had a mastectomy like two weeks before. And seven doctor, days. Seven days. Sorry. Seven See, there it is. My, before my the race, the 5K. Yeah. She had a mastectomy, a double mastectomy. Wow. Yeah. That's and then out there racing and all those. And then the most poignant one, ones for me, damn it, um, is when we, people, people who have been running together and then one year somebody's not there anymore. Um, I shout out to Team Carol, my friend Carol Smith, who one of the first people who ever reached out to me and expressed that she enjoyed what I did. She thought I was funny and it was great. And we developed a relationship and she went from, and she was a, a multiple time cancer survivor and just fighting uh, cancer for a long period of time. And the last race she did, her whole family brought her and they, and they, they actually pushed her in a, in a, a decorated uh, cart that looked like, I think it was a chariot. I, I don't know if it was a Hercules chariot or I can't remember. Um, but we all knew that that was the last time we were going to see her. And that, yeah. Way, to, to quote the great David St. Hubbins, way too much perspective. Way too much perspective. It's a spinal tap. That's the, juice, that's the juice of the gig, what John just said. How many gigs do you have as a performer, as an actor, where you know you're 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 well compensated, you're taken care of, and you get out there and you perform in front of literally thousands of people, and on top of all that, you have the opportunity to make these connections, to share those stories, to to become friends with these people. That's what I find so insane is that you know I, through social media and then these races, we're all getting to know each other. We're all we have a history now. There's a context for our relationships as opposed to just, you know, hey, this is James and he raises he's raising money for Duchenne. It's like we see James every single time and every single time we love shouting him out, you know, and that's just one example. But it's a great, it's great truly job a family. Very, very, very uh, thankful for it. Well, we wanted to say thank you guys for fostering, you know, such an an accessibility to, to you to, you know, like we know that we can come up to you and say hello and you'll say, Hey back and or throw your Mylar you know, blanket on you or something. Yeah, <laughs> of, course, yeah. of course, you know, like you guys have been, you know, kind of the voices behind run Disney for us, for, you know, all of the listeners for so long now. And like, you know, it, it's that, that comfort feeling that, when we go to the start corral, like we know we're going to hear one of your voices and it's just like, oh, yes, we're home again. So thank you guys for, for That's great to hear. Being, That's great to hear. Being so friendly and open. To we're very lucky. Very. <laughs> guys, I'm curious, which do you prefer, the start line or the finish line? For me, for me, the, uh, the finish line is more fun, fun because it's unscripted. It's. Um, you know, it, it's very free form. We don't really have, they don't really give us much that we have to say there. There are a couple of things sometimes that they might want us to shout out. And the, you know, the start line, it's still, you know, when 
when you're the person on stage sending off the waves and all three of the, us have done that um, any number of times, you know, you're, you're trying to stay on a schedule. It's, it's, it's fun and it's energetic, but as you know, from just speaking for myself as a improvisational performer, finish line is where you can just, you can really try out material and that's, an awful lot of fun as a performer and you get to see and again you've seen your friends that are coming in but you just you know you try not to say the same thing every finish line you try to have some fun and 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 any performer will tell you if if you know if if tracy and riley are laughing at something i've said i'm like okay well that that landed well and you know that's so that's for me the finish line is just a little more joyous uh, and a little less feels a little less like work um but it can get tiring on marathon day i'll tell you that Uh, oh yeah well yeah it's tiring for the folks out there too. You know that, you know that. Oh, they're just running. Uh, I have to come up with funny things to say. <laughs> it's exhausting. To me, to me, finish line is, is, is the best, but it, for a different reason, I think it's just, just watching people finish, you know, mostly first timers because there's just that feeling like you just accomplished something so great, whether it's a five car or a full, like, and I remember my first, when I finished my first race, my girlfriend grabbed me by the hand as we were crossing and she goes, you will forever be a half marathoner. And I, and and that sticks to me so much because no one cares. I mean, for the most part, no one cares about your time, but I've done it. And to see those people who are like, I'm never going to be able to do this and watch them finish and have that joy. Oh, I love watching those people just enjoy the moment. So. No, that's why it's the finish line because you get to see the the end of the story. You know, the story that you started telling hours before. You get to see, the, and there is nothing better than slapping high fives, getting the big sweaty hugs. I mean, I I think we all love that because it is. I mean, that that's a component of this gig that you just where else? What other gig on the planet do you get that where you're spending hours with these people or a whole weekend with these people, and then at the end of the races, there's literally that you know a hug and pictures and all that. Hey, John, what you just said about making jokes the whole time. I, I Oh, God, where did it go? Let me get this back. Uh, Brian Davis, who's on social media. I don't know. He, I wrote down this quote of his about what we do. And this is going to sound self-serving, and it is. But I think I, I just love what he had to say. He said, quote, you have a choice. You can run for multiple hours covering 13.1 miles in the heat. Or you can be forced to be publicly funny and spontaneous for the same duration while talking the entire time, but never stepping outside Disney boundaries. And I said, I thought that's such an apt description of, you know, of what we do. We don't compare what we have, what we go through physically, mentally, or emotionally at all to what the athletes do. What you guys do is unbelievable, unbelievably tough. But I just love that somebody recognized it. Yeah, you know, when you're not dealing with a script and you got to be entertaining for that many hours, that hour of the day, yeah, you know, it, it has its own challenges. John, how self-serving was that? You, you tell me. Was that really self-serving? No, nah, that was good. I'm not going to – that was good, Riley. It was good because let me – here, I'll, you don't need to be self-serving. I'll inflate your egos a little more, okay? All right. <laughs> Do tell. I'm glad, to hear you, I'm glad to hear all three of you say finish line. Because I love seeing you guys at the finish line. I love it. It's, it's one of my highlights of the race. I We talk about visualization. I did my last training run for Dopey, uh, 3, 6, 10, 26, right? It hurts, man. I'm old. It hurts. I start visualizing. I come back into my neighborhood and I go, yeah, the choir is going to be right over there. That's, oh, God, I love seeing the choir. You know, I mean, and I'm going to turn the corner. Jeff, Jeff's going to be there. 
And then the race announcers are going to be there. And you were, you were part of what motivated me to finish that stinking simulation run, even though I'm hurting. And I just, you, you're, you're a big part of it, guys. You're a big part of the whole thing. And we love you for it. Thank, Thank you. you. It's very mutual. Very Thank mutual. You. And I'll shout out to uh, uh, our old friend, Alan Brune, who directed the, the marathon the very first year that uh, I, uh, Carissa and I hosted. Uh, he came up with the idea of the Hallelujah Chorus at the final mile. And when he was oh, telling man, me, he was it. laying out to me what some of the, because uh, I didn't know anything about the marathon going into that. He just knew I worked in sports and I'd done a play at the Civic Theater with him and he knew me from that. And uh, he's like, well, here's some of the things we, you know, with the characters making, he goes, oh, and I came up with this the, at the final 26 mile mark or whatever. It's a hallelujah chorus. And I just thought that's genius. And at one uh, years ago, a couple of years ago, somebody was like, I was thinking, of, we were thinking of moving that. And I, and I, I, that was a hill I was going to die on. I'm like, you can't do no. that. That's no. so perfect. So Alan, our good friend, Alan Brune, shout out to Alan. Well, well done, my friend. And when they were gone, when COVID, they were gone, I missed them, boy. And when they came back, I damn, I darn near wept. Uh, it was that big a deal. So we have some quick fire questions for you guys, mostly Disney related. So here we go. Dole Whip or premium Mickey bar? Mickey bar. Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Okay. Correct answers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with rum though add the rum oh yeah there you go oh, okay, okay. Well, i didn't know there was rum involved <laughs> <laughs> best ride at disney disney world or disneyland any anyone yeah dinosaur <gasps> right <Yes>. answer tracy <laughs> dinosaur or and indiana jones which is the same ride but thank you <laughs> you gotta get the iguanodon for crying out loud right <laughs> Uh, I'm old school. Space Mountain. Run the race or announce the race? Announce. 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 Yeah, we knew that one, John. <laughs> oh, good. You're good. And that's at all it. good. And 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 we're glad we're glad that's the answer. Not that I we would wouldn't like run with you. We would, but I would like to run it again one of these days. But Carissa and John get first dibs. Plus, they pay us to announce. So come on, people. I'm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've laughed more. I've muted my mic because I get laughing so hard I start to cough. I think I've laughed more tonight than I have. It's been a long while in the episodes here that we've recorded. This was a lot of fun. Again, it is race weekend. Now, friends, you know we're recording this before race weekend, quite obviously. But if you're listening, it's race weekend. Those are the folks who are up there. Those are the folks who are helping you get started and wrap this race up. What a wonderful group. Thank you so much, John, Tracy, and Riley, for spending your valuable time this holiday season with us. Merry Christmas. And again, you know, this time shifting thing is tough because we're seeing you, but we'll see you real soon. Thank you very much. There's a reason Run Disney selects those folks. Those are good folks, good friends. Love the whole Run Disney mentality, the Run Disney spirit. And I think they do a wonderful job of embodying it. We thank them so much because this is a pretty busy time of the year when they asked, when we asked them to join us and they were happy to do it. So thanks guys. Always a pleasure. And we're glad to see you this weekend. Uh, speaking friends of people we're glad to see. Now I know that some of you have already been to the expo, but others have not. 
And some of you may be going back. That's a trick I kind of use, go back a couple days after it starts and it's not quite as crowded. Want to encourage you as I do every year to visit Jeff at his booth. Say hello to Barbara. Tell Barbara you heard her on the podcast. She'll get a big kick out of that. You can't miss her. She's there almost all the time that Jeff is there. And usually, I don't think many people know who she is. So say hi to Barbara. She is a lovely person. You won't regret it. And of course, Jeff's there. Coach Twiggs is there. Chris, say hi to Chris. Our buddy Pamela over at Fluffy Fizzies. Don't forget to drop by and see Pam. Also, some of your some of your Pacers will be at the table too. Yep, yeah. Coach Twiggs is there with the Pacers sometimes. Uh, they're there to answer your questions about pace groups, which they'll have for the half and for the full marathon. And by by the time that this is released, that information should be on our Facebook page as to what pace groups are running out of running out of what corral and what intervals they'll be running. And just as a reminder to everyone, uh, as we enter 2024, you know, we're definitely looking to expand our offerings over at Patreon. And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon member, uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash rise and run podcast. And uh, I will say being down here for marathon weekend, uh, I'm very excited because a couple of weeks ago, I had put up a poll to our Patreons because for the first time ever in my life, I am activating my first ever annual pass. And I knew I wanted to celebrate that by having an adult beverage. Uh, So I put up a poll of a couple of different places uh, where I should go and do that celebration. And thanks to our Patreon members, um, they chose La Cava over in the Mexico Pavilion in Epcot. So uh, actually, probably on the day of this uh, release, I will be uh, somewhere uh, in you know the, the long line at La Cava to hopefully get a seat at the bar or something like that. Um, and I'll, I'll be sure to, to share out a photo and everything like that. Really excited. So thank you to the Patreons for uh, selecting that location for this big um, step in my Disney career. Um, hopefully I get to continue it. But uh, yeah, if you're interested, join us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash rise and run podcast. All right, my friends, just as it was one week ago at this time, it's time to take a look at the roll call. This time for the Disneyland races. This is exciting. Not quite as many names on this one, but still quite a few. Joining us to help us out with the roll call. You heard him last week, our buddy Mark. Mark, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here, Bob. Thanks. All right. Let's kick it off. Alicia, take it away. Start the weekend off. We have the Dumbo Double Dare Challenge. Abel is doing that one. Alan and Grace. Amanda. Amy G. Amy L. Amy M. Amy S. Anna. Brian. And Sia. Okay. Also, Christina. Sissy and her husband. Connie. Fifth Coast to Coast. Craig. Daniel. Devin. Doug. Erica, Erin and Becca's sisters, and our own Marty McFly, Jack. <laughs> That's me. We also have Jason C. also doing this with uh, his wife, who is doing the 10K on their anniversary. So happy anniversary, you two crazy kids. We have Jason H. with Jessica, Jay, 
Jen, Jessica, Jody without an E, Jody with an E, our good friend all the way from Israel, Jonathan, Karen, and Kelly and her husband. Kristen F, Kristen L, Lexi, Leah, Lindsay and Anthony, Liz, Margaret, Mary, Melissa, and Natalie. We have Rachel, Ryan, Sarah, Skylar, Tara P, Tara W, Tracy, and Vanessa. And that rounds out the Dumbo Double Dare. There you go. <laughs> I have to say, every time I hear the name of that race, and, and I would love it if they did it one year, the fact that you hear Double Dare all the time, I really wish they would do a logo that was like mashed up Dumbo with the Nickelodeon game show <laughs> logo, because if not, I would immediately sign up for that and then keep my fingers crossed that they hired Mark Summers to be one of the race announcers. And they slime you at the finish line? Yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> All right, for the Disneyland half marathon, we have Alex running the first half marathon and first run Disney race. Same for Alexis, Amy Beth, Brandy, Carrie, Sherry, Chris, Christina, Dawn, and Elizabeth, who's running her first Disneyland race. We also have Ethan, Jennifer H., Jennifer I.S., Caitlin, Kate, Katie, Kay, Kayla, Kelly L., and Kelly R. Okay. Also, Kevin, Lori, that's half number 150 for Lori, Mary Ellen, Michael, Molly, Rob, Robert, Sarah, Sean, and Sonia. And wrapping out the half marathon, Taylor, Tracy, and Victoria. Outstanding. I think it's cool how folks have timed some of these, and some of our friends have done it to make the Disneyland race a a special event like Lori at half number 150. Also, the Rob there is coming from England. I'm 99% certain, so I want to recognize that too. Then doing the 10K, we have Cindy, who's doing their first Run Disney race. Leslie, Rob, Sarah, Tracy, and Victoria. For the 5K, Abel, Amanda, Amy, Anna's doing her first in-person Run Disney event. Brian, Christina, Jack will be there. <laughs> Jason, Jessica G, Jessica M. All right, next we have Jody without an E, Jody with an E. Oh, and Jonathan from Israel. We have Karen, Katie, Kelly, Kim, Kristen, and Tracy. Lexi, our own Lexi, Lindsay, and Anthony. We have Liz, Margaret, Mary, Maureen, her first Disney race, Natalie, Rachel, Rob, Ryan, Sarah C., and Sarah G. And to finish up the 5K, we have Sarah W., Tara P., Tara W., Tracy, Vanessa, and Victoria. Okay, the kid race is something we hope comes back to Walt Disney yeah. World soon. Uh, we have Caleb with his parents, Rachel and Monty. Ruth, Peyton, and Kennedy with mom and dad, Jessica and Abel. Mason and mom, Kayla, first kids race. Caden, first run Disney race, riding with his two cousins. And last but not least, our virtual runners. We have Joy doing the Dumbo Double Dare and 5K. Lucy, 
Sarah, who's going to do the 5K live and then the challenge uh, somewhere on site virtually. And then Stephanie is doing the 5K. All right, let's hear it for our Disneyland runners. Outstanding. Outstanding. As I said last week, awesome, guys, that you're so active, so interested, and so involved that you put this down, and we can read them off for you. We love it. Good luck to all of you. All right, my friends, it is time for a somewhat abbreviated and modified version of The Race Report. Now, since we really don't have info on who ran last week because we're a week ahead of last week, although we're in this week, which would think you would be behind. Never mind. Here is who we have in the race report who is scheduled to have run last week. On New Year's Eve, Grace is running the New York Roadrunners Midnight Run. Jennifer is doing the New Year's Eve 5K in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. And Aaron is doing the Lululemon 5K run with the roses, run with the roses at midnight. I'm not sure where that is. Might be out in Pasadena. We'll find out one of these days. There is one run scheduled January 1st. Rob is doing the Glen Rock, New Jersey midnight run. That's who I've got on the race report for episode 119. Friends, that does it for episode 119. We hope you're enjoying this. We hope you're having a wonderful time. If you're at Disney World, we'll be looking for you. Please look for us. Just like Jeff said when he was on, we truly, truly love meeting and interacting with you. Don't make the mistake of thinking we're too busy for you because you are the reason that we do all this and we appreciate you so much. And we can't wait to see you at the meetup on Saturday as well, too. Yes, Greg. Yes, thank you. I was looking at that meetup. A reminder, I think many folks know meetup Saturday, 3 p.m. at the Disney Springs food truck area. I would like to get, I'm going to put this out. I would like to get a group photo at 3.30. So let's make a group photo time of 3.30. Now, I hate to do that sometimes because people go, okay, there's the group photo that I'm going to leave. But I, I don't want people to miss it who are trying to get there. And so around 3.30, we'll try and get a group photo with everyone there. We hope to see a whole bunch of you. Friends, our next get-together on Zoom will be next Thursday. January 11th. Great chance to recap what happened at Disney World. And heck, maybe, just maybe, if you're out in California, you can join us after the expo out there. That would be fun, too. You can tell us what's going on. All right, my friends. And if you run, you know you are our friend. Thank you. Thank you for being with us all of 2023. Best of luck to you in 2024. Happy New Year. We love you. We appreciate you. Happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. 
any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.